Good evening. This week, I'm not going to conduct the typical midweek Bible study that I usually do, as I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to issue a prayer alert. Last September, at the end of a Sunday service at Summit Church, the Holy Spirit gave me a prophecy, and among other things, he warned us that in the upcoming months, we were going to see things in the United States that we had never seen before in our lifetimes. And last Wednesday, January the 6th, we saw one of them, an attack on the United States Capitol. A riotous mob looking to hang the Vice President of the United States, murder the Speaker of the House, and desecrating the Capitol building. These things are not acceptable. As you may know, the FBI recently issued a dire warning concerning more potential violence in the upcoming weeks for the U.S. Capitol and also for capitals in all 50 states. From this FBI warning, we know in the natural realm the potential for turmoil in the United States. It is clear in the political realm there's potential for turmoil in the United States, but also in the spiritual realm there is potential for turmoil in the United States. Potential for turmoil like we have not seen in our lifetimes. The current spiritual atmosphere in the United States, even among many Christians, is as ugly and mean-spirited as I have ever observed. And frankly, it's this arena, the spiritual arena, that has me the most concerned. Along with the news media, both liberal and conservative, so-called prophets and prophetesses in the land have been declaring many things on TV and social media that are just not true. 1 John 4, verse 6, talks about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. They have the spiritual realm of the United States abundantly charged with the spirit of error. You know, the spiritual realm ignites the natural realm. There is so much errant spiritual gasoline, so to speak, that has been poured out over this nation to the point that I am very concerned. It's like soaking a house with gasoline and having arsonists with matches standing nearby. It's like a tornado. The atmospheric conditions have to be right for a tornado to form. Tornadoes have two main ingredients, moist energy in the atmosphere and wind shear. Wind shear is the difference between wind at high altitudes and wind near the surface of the earth. The moister the energy and the greater the wind, sh wind shear, the better the chances for tornadoes. In the United States, we have the natural realm, the political realm, and the spiritual realm, all soupy and moist, working in conjunction with each other, and ripe for turmoil, like we have not seen in our lifetimes. One minister said, the natural realm and the supernatural realm or the spiritual realm come together and make an explosive force. That force can be for good or for bad. This is potentially shaping up for bad in the United States. I believe freedom, as we have known it in this nation, is at a tipping point, and the scale could just as easily tip one way as the other. So what can we do? We can be part of the problem, 
or part of the solution. To be part of the solution, Christians are going to need to pray. The Holy Spirit has been saying very strongly to me over the past six months now, and I've shared this with uh, my congregation at Summit Church on several occasions, and the Spirit of God's been directing us to, to especially pray for the United States. It's going to need it. That's what he's been saying to me. Pray for the United States. It's going to need it. What, what do I mean he's been saying to me? Right on the inside. Not that I heard an audible voice, but just how the Holy Spirit will speak to any Christian that will listen to him. Right on the inside. Pray for the United States. It's going to need it. And you can see that, it, that, that that's so. A moment ago I mentioned 1 John 4 verse 6, which talked about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What we can do as Christians in prayer is to charge the spiritual atmosphere with truth instead of error. Just like light dispels darkness, truth dispel, dispels, dispels error. And there is a spirit of error in this nation like I've never seen before. And uh, what we can do as Christians in prayer is charge the, the spiritual atmosphere with truth. Declare the word of God, which is truth, over this nation. And that what that will do is it will make it harder for those in the natural realm to act in accordance with error. It will make it harder for them to commit violence and to do that which is wrong. It's like removing the humidity out of a tornadic atmosphere. Take the moist air away and the probability of a tornado forming diminishes. So if we'll declare truth, a spirit of truth will prevail. It will dispel, dispel a spirit of error and people will not be as likely to do mean and evil things. You know, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. That's 1 Timothy chapter 2, the first three verses. This was written by the Apostle Paul. The Holy Spirit gave this to him, and he wrote it to a young man named Timothy, who was a pastor. And let me read it again, verse 1. Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. Notice the Bible says all who are in authority. It didn't say whether we liked them or not. It didn't say whether we agreed with them or not. It said all who are in authority. Do you know when the Holy Spirit had Paul pen this, do you know who was in, in authority at that time? It was Nero, who would later have Paul beheaded. But yet Paul, when the Holy Spirit gave this to him to give to young Timothy, Paul didn't say, no, I don't agree with that, that, that leader. I don't agree with Nero, so I'm just, I'm not, I, I'm not going to pray for him. I'm not going to write this to Timothy. No, the apostle Paul wrote this and penned this and practiced this. And he, and, and he prayed for Nero, the very one that would later have him beheaded. Think about that. But you see, we're supposed to do this. Pray for kings, for all who are in authority. That why? Why? To what end? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. 
well, we bet, dear friends, we better do this like we've never done it before because we're in danger of losing quiet and peaceable lives here in the United States. So we better do this like we've never done it before. I'll read it again. First of all, he says, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. As I close this prayer alert, I felt impressed of the Lord to read the following from our history. From 40 years ago almost to the day, on Tuesday, January 20th, 1981, President Ronald Reagan gave his first inaugural address. He began his address after he greeted the people that were there. He began his address with the following. To a few of us here today, this is a solemn and most momentous occasion. And yet, in the history of our nation, it is a commonplace occurrence. The orderly transfer of authority as called for in the Constitution routinely takes place as it has for almost two centuries and few of us stop, stop to think how unique we really are. In the eyes of many in the world, this every four-year ceremony we accept as normal is nothing less than a miracle. Then he said, Mr. President, speaking to Jimmy Carter, he said, I want our fellow citizens to know how much you did to carry on this tradition. By your gracious cooperation in the tr transition process, you have shown a watching world that we are a united people pledged to maintaining a political system which guarantees individual liberty to a greater degree than any other. And I thank you and your people for all your help in maintaining the continuity which is the bulwark of our republic. What great words from a great president, a humble, humble man, Ronald Reagan. And he said this, he said, the orderly transfer of authority as called for in the Constitution. Last Sunday morning, after my message and right after we went off social media, I had the congregation, we prayed, and as I was leading prayer, and, and, and I wasn't, I didn't think this up, I didn't plan this ahead of time, but this came out of my spirit. By, the Holy Spirit gave this to me, came from him out of my spirit, and I just began to declare, pray that the Constitution will hold. Pray that the Constitution will hold. Pray that the Constitution will hold. So I want to exhort you and encourage you and tell you, hey, let us pray for the United States of America. Let us declare the word of God, which is truth over it. And let's release a spirit of truth on this nation and dispel the spirit of error. Let's pray for those who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. And let us pray that the Constitution will hold. So there's the prayer alert. I exhort you 
to do what I've shared here this evening. It's a very serious time in our nation. I didn't share this to scare anyone, but I shared it to, to say, hey guys, let's pray. We've got, we've got some time here. Let's pray. Let's do what I shared here this evening and we can swing this thing for good. Okay? So thanks for listening this evening and uh, may God bless you and may God continue to bless the United States of America. Thank you.